Hello, and welcome to the Fan Team Focus Game Week 4 Preview Podcast. My name is Sean, I can be found as FFThinker on Twitter, and today we're going to be previewing the Game Week 4 Monster, as well as looking at any potential late registration teams to enter into the season-long contest, and also look at potential transfers for our existing teams. So if we start by looking at the Game Week 4 Monster, obviously the lunchtime kickoff between Tottenham and Crystal Palace is not included in the Monster. So the first game we'll look at is Arsenal v Norwich. Now, as things currently stand, this is actually a bottom-of-the-table clash with neither team actually having any points so far. And I think it will actually be a lot closer than perhaps the fan team prices lead us to believe. Fan team have Arsenal as big favourites in this one. But I think Norwich have actually done quite well, considering they've played Leicester, Liverpool and Man City. They've actually... Their stats in terms of XG and shots actually hasn't been too bad. And I think they're massively underpriced here. For example, their probably best player is probably Pookie, who is 6.7, I think it is, in the uh, Monster. And if you're looking for a bit of an enabler at a budget price, who I think has got a reasonable chance of returning, I think he is one to keep an eye on. Obviously, Arsenal are priced relatively high. You've got Aubameyang is in at 12.3, Saka 11.6, Smith-Rowe is 11.3, but there are rumours circulating that he actually is probably not available for the game, so probably one to miss. Um, And Tierney is 9.3 in the defence. He's had six crosses so far in the season, so could be one to consider if you do not fancy Norwich to, um, to score. But I would say it's probably an avoid in terms of the price you'd have to pay for Arsenal when you can get Chelsea assets for cheaper. Um, so I would probably go with a uh, push, maybe Tierney in defence. And if not, go for Pookie up front as an enabler for the rest of the squad. The next game we look at is Brentford v Brighton. And these two teams actually have conceded the lowest expected goals in the league, except for Man City so far this season. So I could potentially see this being a very tight game. Nil-nil could well be on the cards. Uh, from attacking point of view, both Tony and Mopai, for the two respective teams, have both had three shots on target each. Um, other interesting stats are Pascal Gross has actually had 10 crosses so far uh, in the game. So I could see if there is going to be a goal, it could come from a set piece. So he could be a, a good option in the monster. I think he's priced up at 8.4. Um, and then you probably would want to tie that in with one of the defenders. So you've got Dunk is 7.4, Duffy is 6.9, or even Webster is 6.8. So... I would probably lean on Brighton as my pick in this. They're both priced exactly the same, which is very interesting. So I would be looking at it from a Brighton perspective. Moving on to Manchester City v Leicester. And this is a perfect example of what I was saying with the Arsenal prices in the fact that you can get Man City cheaper. Yes, their opposition is probably a little bit more difficult, but I think Leicester haven't booked that great this season so far. So I think although you're playing Pep Roulette, you do have the safety net. Uh, enabled in the monster so it's worth looking at those players where you can go a little bit more premium knowing that you've got a fullback to cover you if they don't make the starting lineup you're probably not going to want to go for a Manchester City defender only because I think Leicester do always have that attacking potential Um, and Jamie Vardy especially loves playing against Man City he's priced up in the game at 7.5 which is quite cheap for Vardy and could be worth considering in the game other than that, in terms of the Leicester lineup, I don't. There's not really anyone I fancy. They've not looked massively impressive in their first three games, so I would say it's probably Vardy or no one. And um, from a Leicester perspective, from a Man City, you're probably not going to want to go for a defender. 
um, again, because I think Leicester could score. But if you were, I think Cancelo is probably the way to go. He's priced up at 8.7, so he's slightly cheaper than Diaz, but I think he offers a lot more attacking potential. He's given a bit of a free role in the team currently. Um, you're probably not going to want to go for Jesus as a striker, only because you've got the, the issue with the Brazilian FA hanging over him currently, as we record this. Um, and also, there's no safe net with him. There's no other strikers that would come in for him if they started. So you're going to be looking at a midfielder. And they go in order of Sterling is the most expensive. Then it goes Mares, Grealish, Torres and Gundogan. Torres is the one that, if he starts, could do well. And you have got the safe net of Gundogan underneath him, so that's not too bad. Or you could go for Sterling, who's the most expensive at 11.8. He's had four shots on target. He's got the highest XG in the game of 1.66 and he's hardly played any minutes compared to a lot of the other people in and around him so he's definitely one to consider as you would have Mares as a safety net which is a, a great option moving on to the Man United Newcastle game and this all centers around Ronaldo really um, will he start I think he's priced at 13 point I think it's three in the game he does have safety net under, underneath him of Cavani and Martial, which isn't too bad, but I, I do think he's going to start. And I think, really, you've got to have him in this game. If he plays, he's gonna they're going to be channeling the ball all the way through to him. He's going to be having shots left, right and centre, probably on penalties. I think for this week's monster, he's worth the punt and probably worth the captain's armband as well. Given that Newcastle don't really offer a huge amount going forward, and Callum Wilson has been ruled out of this game as well. I think you could potentially look at the defensive assets of Man United. Now, Shaw's priced at 9.7 and Wambasaka at 9.3. A lot's been made of how Ronaldo loves the crosses, loves headers. So Shaw at 9.7 could be the way to go there. Uh, from a Newcastle perspective, you're probably going to want to avoid him in this game. They are cheap for obvious reasons, but Wilson's out. You could go St. Maximan at 6.5 midfield, but I just think, again, there are better options around that price in other teams. Like we said, Puki 6.7 against Arsenal. I think you really want to go Ronaldo. Greenwood could be another option as a midfielder. He's 12.4, I think. No, 12.9, sorry. And again, he has decent uh, options underneath him in case he doesn't start in Sancho and Pogba. Moving on to Southampton v West Ham. This is another one that's been priced quite close in the monster by fan team. You've obviously got Antonio is in the form of his life. He is 10.6 in the game. Should be fine. No real safety net underneath him, given that he's a forward in the game. But he's playing really well at the moment. He's had the most shots in the league at 16. Joint top in terms of shots on target at 17. And West Ham as a team have actually only conceded six shots on target in their first three games. Um, so you could look at their defence as well. So Cresswell and Kufal are both 7.7 and 7.5. Uh, Zuma is actually obviously a new signer. He's in at 7. So a little bit of value potentially there as well. Um, ben Rama, 9.8. Looked good in the last game as well. Didn't actually return anything, but still looks a really good option going forward. From a Southampton perspective, James Ward-Prowse I love in any sort of fan team contest whether it be single days the season long he's put five crosses in so far he's had four shots on target he's played 90 minutes in every game he's on penalties there's a lot going for him as well um, an interesting one could potentially be Elanusi he played the first game of the season versus Newcastle just prior to the international break um, had three shots on target which was the most in the league in that game 
and he's only priced up at 8.1. He has Ginepa underneath him as a safety net. So if you do think West Ham could concede, he could be a potential way to go. I would rather go for James Ward-Prowse just in terms of you know what you're going to get. You're going to get 90 minutes. You know he's on set pieces, etc. Um, but he is a potential option. And if you're looking for a striker, Adam Armstrong has started the season well. He's played 90 minutes in three games as well, so you get the extra point there. He's had three shots on target. He scored in the first game, should have scored against Manchester United in the second, and won the penalty in the two-all draw against Newcastle. So he, again, is potentially someone to consider. He's only in at he's in at 9.1, which is a little bit expensive, uh, but he's one to consider if you do think West Ham are going to concede. Moving on to Watford v Wolves, and now a lot has been made of Wolves across multiple platforms in terms of that their fixture swing is insane, really. Um, and this game in particular looks one that could do really well for them. Fan team have priced them slightly higher than Watford, but not by a huge amount. So I do think there is value in Wolves here. Uh, for example, Jimenez and Traore have both had 12 shots each uh, in the season so far. Jimenez has played 90 minutes three times in the season. And Traore has an XG so far as 1.3. Now that does sound good, but it does worry me that the two chances he's had have been one-on-ones and he's missed both of them so far which has been a sort of underlying theme for his career so far. So a little bit of punty to go for him, but he's he's looked good on the eye. Uh, the other one I would sort of draw your attention to is probably Neves. So he's had four crosses so far this season. He's had two shots on target. He plays 90 minutes uh, every week. And he, in this individual game, is only priced up at 8.6. Again, you've got Trincao underneath him at 8.5, just in case he doesn't play. So he could be one to keep an eye on, as well as pretty much any of the defenders. So you've got Semedo is priced the highest at 7.9. And underneath that, you've got Size, Cody, Marcel, Kilman and Bolly. I would be tempted to go for Semedo just because he looks the most threatening in open play. And you do have, obviously, Size again, as a really good option as the safety net. From a Watford point of view... They've looked a bit up and down, really. But for me, if you're going to go for anyone, it would have to be Ismail Saar. He's played 93 times, so you get the point there. He's had four shots on target. More likely on penalties now that Dini has signed for Birmingham in the transfer window. And in this one, he's priced up at £8 million, which I think is, is a fair price, really, for him. So he's definitely one I would consider in the, the monster. The next game is Aston Villa v Chelsea. Now, Chelsea are probably rightfully big favourites for this, and their prices for their players reflect it. Uh, especially given that Martinez of Villa, the goalkeeper, is unavailable for the game, having played in South America over the international break. So from a Chelsea perspective, I would be potentially looking at defenders. Um, obviously, Reese James is suspended for the game. You could go Ben Chilwell, 9.9, with the added bonus of having Marcus Alonso as the safety net in case he doesn't play. Villa could potentially score. Watkins played 11 minutes before the international break. He actually had two shots on target in those minutes as well. And Danny Ings has also had three shots on target so far this season. So they could potentially uh, score against Chelsea, but Chelsea do have uh, an amazing defence. From an attacking point of view, Lukaku looks the way to go throughout the season, but there is doubts regarding a niggle. He's 13.1 in the game. You do have a safety net in Timo Werner, whether... You consider that a safety net or not is another question. So it may pay to go for someone in the midfield. You've got Mount is priced up at 12.7 and Havertz is 12.5 underneath him. They're probably the way to go. Uh, I know that Pulisic has picked up an injury on international break. 
So I would probably go for one of those two from an attacking sense um, to really attack the Villa defence. That looks quite shaky. And obviously we'll have uh, Jed Steer in goal. Moving on to the Sunday game, which is Liverpool v Leeds. Liverpool have looked really good going forward. They've got had the most shots on target in the league so far this season. Both Mane and Salah have both had six shots on target. Jota's had four, but has obviously played quite a few minutes less. Mane and Salah have both played 90 minutes in each game, so a point extra for them there. Alexander-Arnold has 12 crosses in the season so far, which is the best in the league again. And Mane is actually top of XG for one, at 1.81. Only Antonio has more in the league. So I would definitely be considering a Liverpool attacker. Salah is priced up at 11.9, which I think is is a fair price. Um, Jota actually is 11.2, more expensive than Mane. And given Firmino has been ruled out uh, with injury, I think a double up in def- uh, in attack for Liverpool could definitely be a way to go. Uh, from Lee's point of view, Rafinha's had five crosses and two shots on target so far this season. He's played 90 every minute. He is cheap in the monster this week. Uh, he's only priced up at 7.6, I think it is. He could be one to potentially go for. They're, they're still up in the air regarding whether they're eligible to play, given that they weren't able to play for their national teams. And if he doesn't play, you've got Jack Harrison coming in, who scored at Anfield uh, in the opener last season. So he's a very good uh, stand-in if Rafina does not play for whatever reason. I wouldn't potentially go for anyone else within Leeds. Bamford could do okay, but he's 79 I think, again, it's probably just better options this week. But going forward, their fixtures do turn after next week. So he's definitely one to consider for future monsters. From a Liverpool defensive point of view, again, if Alisson misses out due to uh, the Brazilian FA not allowing them to play, he will probably have Kelleher step in. He played well last year when he stepped in. But do I really want to be picking a Liverpool defender against a Leeds team that do like to attack I probably wouldn't think they'll keep a clean sheet if that is the case. So probably one to avoid from a defensive point of view. Then the Monday night game is Everton v Burnley. This is a game I really want to go big on Everton in. Burnley have conceded 22 crosses so far this season and 53 shots. So for me, that just screams Calvert-Lewin field day. Uh, There was an injury doubt over him, but there's been pictures of him in training uh, in the international break so that looks looks a good thing and again he's 10.9 in the monster but he has got Richarlison underneath him as a safety net and also if there's an issue in the fact that Richarlison can't play because of the Brazilian issue Rondon at 9.7 is another safety net so unlike some of the other teams where you've only got one option being Jesus for Man City with the Everton strikers you have got a few safety nets underneath I would also be tempted to maybe go for a defender. Burnley don't create a lot of chances. So someone like Dinier at 8.8 could be a really good one to go for. He loves putting the ball in. So I could quite easily see a Dinier cross uh, with a Calvert-Lewin header uh, on the score sheet at the weekend. If you're putting in late registration teams at the moment, obviously you're going to be a fair bit behind the number one team currently, but you're probably not too far behind the cash There's a long way to go still, 35 weeks, which is a a massive portion of the season. So I would be tempted to chuck a few stacks in there. Obviously, Wolves' fixtures have turned really nicely. So a defensive double up there could work well. I'd I'd also be tempted to maybe punt a little bit on Arsenal. Their fixtures, again, have turned in game week four. 
Tierney and White have both, I think, dropped in price in fan team. Um, and even then, they were only 5 and 4.5 respectively. So they could be um, a way to go to try and build up a few quick clean sheets. From an attacking point of view, I think given the way that fan team have priced them, you can conceivably get a front line of Ronaldo, Lukaku and Kane and not blitz your team like you would in FPL, for example. You may have to compromise on the midfield and not have Bruno or even potentially Salah. But at the moment, Jota, I think, would more than easily cover Salah in terms of value. Salah's probably the better option, but given the five million saving, you could make that money work for yourself a lot better in other positions. Uh, you've also got other uh, sort of mid-price options as Mount, uh, Rafinha's in there as well, Torres at Man City. So there are a lot of mid-price midfielders uh, that I think offer real value in the game. Um, you've obviously got people like James Ward prowse that can just tick along as well. And even people like Ishmael Assar have got a decent little run of fixtures as well. And he's the only six million in the game. And then from a defensive point of view, again, if you're going to double up on a couple of cheaper defenders, Wolves have got 4.5 million defenders. You could then maybe spend a little bit of money on, for example, West Ham have got decent fixtures. And even if you wanted to, I think Christensen is only 5 million. So a good route into the Chelsea defence. And the same with Matip, who probably a little bit more of a rotation risk. However, he's probably got the... The, um, the position at the moment um, until anything happens in terms of injuries or drop in form. For those looking at potential transfers in the season long, it will be a lot of the people that we've mentioned already. So Calvert-Lewin, I think, is a really good option for this week, but also has good fixtures uh, in the short term as well. So I think he's a really decent option. People will want to be getting on Ronaldo. I think, again, he's got good fixtures the next two or three, but then after that, they do get a little bit harder so it wouldn't be necessary you could go Ronaldo which is what I plan to do in a couple of teams and then when his fixtures get a little more difficult Lukaku's get easier so it's an easy swap between the two there so that's definitely uh, one way to look at it and Leeds as well their fixtures swing next week so you perhaps may not bring him in this week but you people like Rafinha, Bamford, even Harrison next week would be really good transfers in. If I was looking at other potential transfers in this week Torres at Man City is a little bit of a rotation risk given that De Bruyne and Foden are both rumoured to be back, I think, uh, or at least on the bench this weekend. But I just think he's he's the main man to play through the middle. Yes, he'll get rotated, but at 7 million, I think he might be 7.1 now, the amount of points that he will score when he's on the pitch will, a bit like Jota, will more than compensate for the times that he's not on the pitch. So I think he's definitely one to consider. And then from a Wolves point of view, as we've said about their fixtures, I think Jimenez could be a good punt. I think the only thing with him will be there are a lot of other options at the moment. You've got the three premiums in Lukaku, Kane, Ronaldo. You've got two really on-form mid-price strikers in Calvert-Lewin, Antonio. So would you... He's probably sort of sixth on that list. And you might want to be able to see something happen with Wolves before you jump on them. I think you've got the time to do that, given they've got probably 10 or 11 decent games coming up. So I would wait to see how they perform over the next one or two games and then jump on if they do well. So thanks everyone for listening. We've got our YouTube stream uh, is live again tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, going through the Game Week 4 Monster and also looking at potential transfers. So that'll be with the Reese and a guest yet to be confirmed. So good luck to everyone entering any late registration teams and playing the Game Week 4 Monster. Hopefully it's been of some use. So thanks again for listening and take care and see you later.